Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. Radio Red in the house. Happy to be here. My goodness, this is our final show of 2023. I can't believe how fast the year has gone. I don't know what number we're up to. Been doing this show so long. Welcome, everybody. It's December 18th. We're two hours earlier than we've been for years. So I hope you're joining us. And I have three very special guests. But before I introduce them and do my co-poem from ChatGPT, I have a special little assignment from my guests. We didn't rehearse it, but let's see how they do. I want Natalie and CJ and Leslie to put up your fingers in the shape of the letter L. Natalie, you can do it. Make the letter L. That beautiful. And on the count of three, you're going to join me in saying hello, L, L, L. Here we go. One, two, three. Hello, Oh my goodness. Jordan, my engineer. Jordan, could you please mark that down? That was the best, the most in sync, not referencing the singing group, the most in sync three L's of the entire year. Natalie, it's because of you. She's new to radio. And Natalie, you just <laughs> led that. I can't believe it. So here's the deal. LLL is lovely, lanky Laura Legs, our most loyal listener. And at 6.01 p.m. Eastern time tonight, she will send me an email and she will say, oh, I enjoyed meeting Natalie. Oh, I enjoyed CJ. I remember her. I enjoyed Leslie. They're all so wonderful. And she will tell me, she calls me beautiful, gorgeous lady of red. And I thank her. And she will tell me what you said. She'll give me a little book report on what you said, Natalie, and what you said, Leslie, and what you said, CJ. She has been with me for years and she lives in Whitestone, New York. I'm not giving out an address because she's very popular, but I've been trying to get her to move to a place that starts with L because it would be lovely. Lanky Laura Legs, our most loyal listener. And Miss T is traveling. Miss T, Natalie will, will help me with this. So I wanted to send her to London. I took up a fictional GoFundMe, Natalie, and we didn't make any money because it wasn't real. But London was too hot and too expensive. And then I tried Laredo, Texas, and I tried Livingston, California. I couldn't send her there. And then I realized one year and two months ago, I was looking at the map because I want to move to London too. And I was looking at London and I have a habit of tilting my head, Leslie. And when I tilted my head, the N in London went upside down and I ended up in Loudoun, Tennessee. So I realized <laughs> that that's, I tell it every week and sometimes people laugh. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'll send you a check later. So I'm going to move Laura to Loudoun, Tennessee when I get a chance because it's it's only about, I think, a seven-hour drive away from New York, but we'll, we'll get her here one of these days. So lo lovely Laura's daughter recently got married, and it was a beautiful ceremony. She sent me pictures, so uh, sending you every joy to your daughter and her, her husband, Laura. So there we go. Here we are, Read My Lips Radio. This is my party on Monday night. We're talking about today, we're calling this The Travels of Creativity in honor of my guests, and we're all traveling in one way or another. Uh, let's go to my poem here. By the way, there's only 13 days left in the year. This is day number 352. Natalie, uh, you're in, in math and you were a teacher. I want you to notice that it's the 51st Monday. I don't know if anybody has New Year's Eve plans yet. I don't. So you're welcome to join me on Zoom. I'll have a party, something like that. Champagne's on you. Uh, here we go. So I co-poemed this with ChatGPT and I want you to listen up. When I call your name, I want you to just wave and smile at the audience because we're live streaming. So here we go. On the airwaves dancing, lively and grand, a rendezvous with creativity, outspoken, 
across the land. Host AK Radio read her red mic online, welcomes three stars today who uniquely shine. Natalie Taboul, a.k.a. the Traveling Miss T, a math maestro turned wordsmith. You'll see. Master in Fine Arts, a tutoring center she commands, specializing in K-12 support where knowledge expands. Welcome, Natalie. And shout out to Julie Burke, who I recommended referred you to me. CJ Scarlett is back. The badass grandma's here. She's a kid's danger expert, victim advocate with a voice so clear. Oh, you're not going to believe this. From roller skating car hop, what? To a Marine journalist lens, she was one of the happy 100 people. CJ is navigating life's twists and bends. There you are, CJ. Welcome back from Switzerland. We'll hear about your vacation. And Leslie M. Grigg is with us. A financial maestro's tale from money and banking, his path was set to sail. Then CBS called and wanted his tater tot family lore. Now preserving the legacy, Leslie has a tasty quest to score. Leslie, how was that? Pretty good? Wonderful. Wonderful. So here's the final. The Travels of Creativity, our new episode unfolds, a.k.a. Radio Red. That's me at the helm. What a tale we hold. Miss T, CJ, and Leslie, creatives today, inspirations to share a radiant array. What'd you all think? Pretty cool? Pretty cool. Leslie, you and I have a date next week. I'm going to go on ChatGPT and help you write the tater tot story. Leslie is- all right. His family created tater tots and will be, that's why I invited him back and he did some work with CJ. So quick question. Is anybody here a Sagittarius? Anybody born during, uh, let's see, November 22nd to December 21? Nobody, you want you want to be an honorary one, Natalie or CJ or okay. Here, here's the deal: uh, the lucky colors are colors are orange, cream, and yellow. I don't know if you like those. The gemstones are oh, okay, very good. The gemstones are sapphire and turquoise. The lucky days are Thursdays and Fridays. I never heard of that before. Sagittarius is a fire sign, the ninth sign of the zodiac, represented by the archer symbol nicknamed the traveler that's for you the traveler sagittarius signs love to explore the world and find out about new ideas and cultures that's for you too cj they are adventurous if this describes you just wave or raise your hand or put a thumbs up adventurous (laughs) leslie you too open-minded imaginative creative optimistic organized use both hands enthusiastic confident curious Generous, running out of fingers, truthful, strong worth ethic, and takes risks. Okay, I think we've got three very strong Sagittarii here. I don't know if that's a word. Now, here, here's the cons. You might not want to fess up here. Fickle and impatient. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, 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 we, we, oh we, CJ wants that one. Uh, losing interest if a task takes more than expected, more time. Don't like to be bored. Well, I don't either, and I'm a Libra. Need a job that's interesting, exciting, and different every day. Natalie, I think that applies to you in teaching, probably. Leslie, you too, right? A job that's interesting every day. Yes. Okay, recommended careers. Architect, teacher, travel agent. The word travel keeps popping up here, Natalie. Hospital worker. I'm a hospitality worker. Tourism, hotel or restaurants. Well, when you travel, you're in a tourist and you're hoteling and you're restauranting. Entrepreneur, coach, personal trainer, translator and salesperson. Well, we're all selling something. We're selling ourselves and our creativity today. So here are the famous ones. You're in good company. And I'm going to ask you if you want to be a, a honorary. Taylor Swift. Oh, my goodness. That's one How of my favorites. Nicki Minaj. 
Jay-Z, Miley Cyrus, Britney Spears, Brad Pitt, Zoe Kravitz, Billie Eilish. Does it get any better than this? They were all born as Sagittarius. Jake Gyllenhaal, Scarlett Johansson, Tyra Banks, Chrissy Teigen, Janelle Monet, Sarah Hyland, Rita Marino, Jane Fonda, Ben Stiller, Jamie Foxx, Julianne Moore, Christine Aguilera, Lucy Liu, Samuel L. Jackson, Catherine Heigl, Jonah Hill, Mark Ruffalo, and Jin from the band BTS. So who wants to be an honorary Sagittarius? Uh, we've got Leslie, what do you think? You on the fence? Well, that describes me pretty good. <laughs> okay, then we got three. I'm going to stick with Libra, but I get to say that because it's my show. I'm, I'm, so a, I'm a May Ball. Uh, what do you call it? What are you? Taurus. 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 Okay. Yeah, You're Taurus. May Bull. Well, you can be an archer for today. That's that's All fine. Right. <laughs> I have a question. Natalie, you're new to radio. Are you having fun yet? Yes. See, see, I told you you're in good hands. This is a party. I'm so happy you're here. Very happy. So let's go around the table and do some introductions, please. I'd like you to spend about three minutes giving us your bio. What have you done? Who are you? Why are you here? What does creativity mean to you? Natalie, I'm putting you on full screen speaker view so everybody can see your beautiful smile. And would oh you please God. spend a couple of minutes and talk to us? Go ahead. Welcome, Natalie. Yes. Hi, I'm Natalie Taboul, um, aka Traveling Miss T. And like Red said, this is my first radio show, my first podcast. So I'm really excited to be here. Um, I was a classroom teacher and like many classroom teachers, started my own business after teaching on Zoom in 2020. Um, so that was a little bit of a disaster, but you know, creative people make do. So um, in July of 2020, I decided, you know what? Education is a mess. I'm going to try and fix it. And so I started running secret pandemic pods in a dance studio. Um, so I am, I have always been a tap dancer. That's like another level of the creativity. So I thought, hey, let me partner with a dance studio and support their dancers in academic support. So I started a business based off of another business. And now I run a learning center and on-site tutoring services, their internship program. Um, so that is at a dance studio, which is super fun. Fun. Um, and then recently I've been shifting into curriculum design. So I invented um, this math program that engages students in math on maps of the world. So Traveling Miss T is also the pilot of the coordinate plane. So you can see I have a coordinate plane behind me. I'm based out of San Diego. Here's a map of San Diego. Um, and it's just a way of mixing all of our subjects together into something new and different and creative. And so I think I'm on this podcast because I can guarantee there's no one on the planet doing what I'm doing. I am like, operating a math tutoring center in the back of a dance studio, traveling by coordinate plane, mixing geography with social studies, with math standards, um, just kind of doing my thing on my own planet over here. But it's been really fun. And so I think that's what creativity means to me is just using every aspect of my brain and putting it all together into something that no one's done before. Natalie, you just yeah. blew us, you blew us away. Oh, Absolutely. So I read your bio. I had no idea. By the way, you and I have never met until about 18 minutes ago. You are yeah. a very impressive young lady, but I have a problem. I think you're only about 19 years old, and I have no idea how you've done all this in your life. <laughs> Just take the compliment, my dear. Take yeah. the compliment, okay? I, I get that a lot. A lot of people are like, but wait, how do you have 
you know, I have a master's in math education and an MFA in writing and 10 years of teaching experience. And they're like, wait, but you look like you're 22. I don't understand. Like I'm wearing <laughs> smiley, a smiley face sweatshirt. Um, so I, I guess that's how working with kids makes me a kid. So that's good. lovely. Just very, very well put. Natalie, we are just absolutely delighted to welcome you. You, you did yourself proud. That was, by the way, Natalie said she was nervous before. I don't think so anymore. Natalie, you are, you are a presenter. Your teaching skills, your charm, your, your verve, your energy are just coming out beautifully. So I want to say you're doing great kid. Okay. <laughs> No, we. I'm. I'm texting to CJ and Leslie. I'm saying, what? Wow, just absolutely <laughs> lovely. Im- impressive that you have creatively woven so many disciplines into what you do. But more impressive, Natalie. I hope this doesn't get you a big ego here. But you, you've earned it. Uh, what's more impressive to me is how you articulate what you do so well. You put together all of those elements and just defined it in your three minutes. Very beautifully done. Very, very nicely done. I got to stop complimenting you. I, I, I want to compliment my other guests too. CJ, dear, you're up. CJ's been on with me for a couple of times over the years and she said, I have a new book. I got to come back. But the big news is she just got back from Switzerland like 12 minutes ago, got off the plane, ran over here. Here she is. So CJ, I'm almost kidding a little bit, but welcome back. CJ, bring us up to date, please. And we want to hear about the car hop and the journalism and all of that stuff. So. Thank you so much for having me, Red. I can't believe I had to follow Natalie. She was I... dynamic. Thank you. <laughs> um, as as Red said, I am a danger expert and an author and the badass grandma. And what I do is I write books for parents about how to empower their kids to avoid dangerous people and get themselves out of sketchy situations. I have my third book in that se- in the Badass Parenting series uh, that's going to be released on uh, January 17th. It's called Raising Badass Kids, The Savvy Parent's Guide to Predator-Proofing Tweens and Teens. I'm also creating, this is what I'm really excited about, I'm creating an online course based on my books where I will not only cover what's in the books, but I will also speak directly to the kids because parents' number one complaint to me, the reason why they don't teach their kids about body safety is they don't know what to say or how to say it. And so I'm going to say it to the kids and the parents can watch it with them and then have a conversation as a family about what they're doing. So I started out as a victim. I was very much a victim. I wasn't always a badass. And I was, uh, I, I had child abuse in my history and then teen sexual assaults and spent a lot of time um, with victim mentality problems. And then I took my power back and I got help and I became an advocate for other people who'd been victimized. And I ran a child advocacy center and worked at the attorney general's office as director of victims issues. Before that, I had started out as a roller skating car hop at the age of 15 at a Sonic in a little town in Arkansas on roller skates, just tooling around. And then I joined the Marine Corps and became a photojournalist where I served for five years. And that was a fantastic job because I would ride in tanks one day and stand on the skids of a machine, of a helicopter, shoot a machine gun the next day and interview generals and movie stars and infantrymen and fabulous job. Um, And then I got into the victim advocacy work, and that's what I've been doing ever since. I started writing my books for parents after I had grandchildren started having nightmares about, you know, all the terrible things that can happen to them because I have a master's degree in human violence. And so I know all the things that can happen. And the only way I could stop the nightmares was to use my writing skills and uh, put, put pen to paper or finger on the keyboard, fingers on the keyboard, and write these books about what the dangers are, who the dangerous people are, and what parents can teach their kids to protect them when the parents aren't around. And because there's so much more that kids and parents can do to protect them than than they think. 
And so my career is devoted to protecting children. CJ, always happy to have you on. I love the creativity in the badass grandma that everybody has to smile at that one. But I <laughs> want to take a moment to say thank you for your service in the Marines. It's thank you very much. Always a privilege to speak to people who have dedicated time in their lives to to the services. So thank you very thank much. You. Just a little more. Who, who were the celebrities? What were you doing photographing? Come on, just give us a tiny bit more. <laughs> Leslie, you'll give me another minute here for CJ. Go ahead, CJ. Who were you photographing? Stationed. I was stationed at Camp Pendleton, California, which is between San Diego and L.A., and a lot of times movies would be filmed on base because we had 54 miles of pristine beach, and they would come, They filmed, um, oh gosh, I can't remember the names of the movies, but I've interviewed Bo Bridges and James Garner and Bruce Stern and um, a number of actors who came onto the base to, to do these movies, and I, you know, I tried to make a tie into the Marine Corps as much as possible, but really it was just such an honor to get to talk with them and find out what inspired their creativity. I bet it was an honor for them to speak to you. Oh, James you. Garner starred in a TV show called Maverick, <sighs> Natalie, decades before you were He's born. still my dear. heart. <laughs> oh, what a, what a handsome guy. Look it up, Natalie. Maverick was the name of the show, and it was James Garner. He was quite a handsome, dashing actor. I'm, I'm sure he's long gone, but uh, that's who. Yeah, I just wanted to give a little cultural cross-reference here so she knows what we're talking about. <laughs> Thank you, CJ. Always lovely to have you back. Sorry, Thank I didn't you. see your note about the dogs barking, but we didn't hear anything, so you're fine. <laughs> she said, go to Leslie next. I didn't see it. I'm sorry. Leslie Gregg, we don't have the M in there. Every time you convert, can, could, could talk to me and communicate to me, it's Leslie M. Gregg. What does the M stand for? I'm going to add Michael. it. Leslie. Michael, can I add the M? Let me let me put this at Leslie M. Come on, let's be honest here. Leslie M. Greg. Now we've got the now the real Leslie M. Greg. Will you not stand up? Will you sit up? I'm gonna put you on speaker view. Leslie, would you please refresh us? We went to Tater Tot story a little bit. And how did you go from finance to the Tater Tot legacy? Talk to us. Leslie, welcome okay. back there. I was born in 1952, the year that Orida Foods Incorporated was founded. My grandfather's brother, his, my grandfather's two brothers. My grandfather was the first um, production manager of, of Orida Foods Corporation. Golden and Nephi were founders of Orida Foods Corporation. My, my father was a key employee of Orida Foods Corporation. So I grew up um, with the Orida Food legacy as something that I was, that I admired. I was uh, 1965, Orida Foods Corporation was purchased by Heinz Corporation, and from that point forward, Tater Tots became our fun family story. I entered the workforce about 1979, and I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to have my own business. I couldn't figure out how to do that, but I was presented with an opportunity to become a stockbroker. And at that time, stockbrokering was... Um, was was not a was not a main street job. And my dad looked down his nose and said, Can Mormons be stockbrokers? <laughs> <laughs> okay, continue. So anyway, I helped uh, join Merrill Lynch and I helped bring Main Street or Wall Street to Main Street over forty five years of working for that firm. And in twenty eighteen, I got a phone call from CBS. They were doing a food program for Thanksgiving that year, and they wanted to do a segment on tater tots, and they said, we need some help with the history. Can you help us? So I contacted my family. We sent them some uh, 
some photos and some background information and the program in praise of tater tots was then published on october on november 18th 2018 and uh, now that is available on youtube if you want to look it up and watch it um and then in 2020 i contacted steve grig he's my second cousin once we moved he's the youngest son of nephi grig and steve and i were talking about our legacy and what we needed to do to change to make sure that it, it survived because we felt like it was dying but he reminded me that the most important part of the story nobody knows about and if you can look behind my right shoulder is mm -hmm. a picture of the holy board yep the holy board is the is what forged the first tater tots in history and that has been sitting on a wall in ontario oregon for 70 years and he said nobody knows about the holy board because it's been hidden from from public and the holy board needs to be part of the story so we started a process that took almost two and a half years of of uh, attempting to contact craft Heinz corporation work with the legal department and that all came to fruition last January when uh, I finally got in contact with Jared Simplot Corporation, who now owns the production rights. They also now own the plant in Ontario, Oregon, and they also own the Holy Board. And they agreed with me that uh, something needed to be done with Holy Board rather than just sitting in obscurity. So we started this process in March. We've now founded the, uh, we actually, uh, we actually started with the Greg Tater Tot Legacy Foundation, but because of some corporate entanglements and so forth, we've decided we needed to change the name to the F. Nephi and Golden Greg Legacy Foundation. So we can we not have the confusion of, of us and Heinz Corporation being confused. We can be a totally separate entity. I think a good model is maybe the Susan G. Coleman Foundation for the prevention of breast cancer. We're the F. Nephi and Golden Grig Foundation for the prevention of child abuse. So I have worked in child abuse prevention now for 38 years. Uh, I've been a member of a local exchange club. I am a national member of the National Exchange Club, who also owns the National Exchange Club Foundation for the prevention of child abuse. I've worked with that organization for 38 years on both a local as well as a national level. And so I thought that since we have no economic ties to Tater Tots, what we can do is leverage the love of love of Tater Tots for helping to prevent child abuse. And I have to thank a big shout out to CJ. Mm -hmm. CJ and I had this little conversation about three months ago, and uh, she she gave me a a really neat uh, pitch pitch phrase idea, which had in the pitch phrase, protect our tots. And we have thought through that. We've decided to change it a little bit so that it's not absorbing on us, but we've changed it to protect your tots. So we want to be, we want to basically announce the formation of the National Tater Tot Fan Club to protect your tots from child abuse. And we are gonna trademark the phrase, protect your tots. Very nice. I think I made that introduction, didn't I, CJ? And you Leslie? did. You made I got the, the two of you together. See, that makes my heart happy. 
Yeah. Right. Natalie, see, see how we meet people. Uh, yeah. And and just so Natalie knows, this is not a show about preventing child abuse. I don't get people on the show who know each other, but it just so happened we had a guest cancellation and I realized Leslie and CJ knew each other. So I invited Leslie quite last minute and you're very gracious for doing it. But we're all having the welfare of children as top of mind and it's the holiday. Mm-hmm. So it's perfectly fine to talk about this in a creative way. Leslie, thank you for the history. Thank you for, I didn't know a lot of that about you and about the foundation. So thank you for a uh, corporate corporate structure lesson there, which is important for everybody to know as well. I'm always impressed with how I call you all. Natalie, you're an honorary creative today, as well as CJ and Leslie, you're my creatives tonight. See, cool conversations with creatives with a capital C. However, I never plan exactly, oh, this one will talk to this one. And we're, it just, it's a potpourri. It's a party. And I get people together and we share ideas. And that's what makes me happy. That's why I love this show. So let's move on. Thank you all. Your bios were wonderful. And thank you for sharing. And I'm sure LLL, lovely, lanky, Laura Legs, our most loyal listener, is going to give me one heck of an email saying, wow, it was great to see CJ again. And how about Leslie and Natalie? Okay, I'm sure that's what's going to happen. So let's go to the part of the show where I've asked you each to send me a quote from a fictional character in a movie or TV show or a song lyric that says something about your creativity. So Miss T, I'm going to call you Miss T now, Natalie. Miss T, with a period after T, has sent us a quote from a line in Legally Blonde. Everybody's quoting that movie now. I'm not sure why. 2001 comedy. Uh, Let's see. Sorority Girl Elle Woods played by the lovely Reese Witherspoon, attempts to win back her ex-boyfriend, Warner Huntington III, played by somebody Davis here. Um, uh, Matthew Davis. Yes, I don't know the actor. I, I saw the movie and loved it, though. And she just decides to go to Harvard Law and get a JD degree, Juris Doctor degree. In the process, she overcomes stereotypes against blondes and triumphs as a successful lawyer. There you go. So here's the scene. Warner says, you got into Harvard Law and L looks at him with her, probably with a little puppy in her arms, and says, what, like it's hard? So, Miss T, what is this? <laughs> what a great line. Uh, people have been quoting it a lot recently. I don't know what this resurgence is in Legally Blonde, but I have a line about blondes and redheads later, and I'll tell you all. So, Natalie, Miss T, go ahead, tell us how you picked this up. What does this have to do with your creativity? Go ahead. Um, well, when you sent us the questionnaire, and it was like, what's your favorite movie or give a quote. I love Legally Blonde. For me, that is a movie that I can watch on repeat. Like the minute it ends, I can restart it and never get sick of it. I always watch it on the airplane. Um, It's just such a classic. But I think the reason why it stands out to me personally is because I oftentimes feel very underestimated. And I think that that drives me to be more successful in a sense, because when somebody tells me no, I'm like, yes, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it in a way you weren't (laughs) expecting because that's where my creativity comes in. And it's going to be so satisfying. So when Elle Woods is just there and she's like looking, you know, he's like, oh, are you here to see me? And she's like, no, I go here as if it's like so obvious. Obviously I got in, like, it's not hard. Um, And I just like really strongly feel that way about a lot of things, you know, like, oh, you know, this isn't going to work. It's a long process. I'm like, great. Where's the paperwork? I'm so happy to fill it out. You know, just (laughs) let's do it. Uh, so I think that's how it relates to me. 
<laughs> Thank you very much. That was just absolutely lovely. I'm going to move on to CJ. You've sent us a quote from Sir Bevedere the Wise, played by Terry Jones, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, 1975, British comedy parody film satirizing the Arthurian legend. Here's the scene. Sir Bevedere says, what makes you think she's a witch? And the peasant says, well, she turned me into a newt. And that's the quote. She turned me into a newt. N-E-W-T. Newt. Newt. I don't do a good Terry Jones accent. CJ, rescue me. What does this mean? <laughs> I, I, It's not necessarily my favorite quote, but, I, but in the moment, that was what popped into my head. So I used it. After the guy says she turned me into a nude, everybody looks at him up and down, and clearly he's not a nude. So he looks back at them and says, I got better. <laughs> I can't do the British accent for that either. But I guess the reason I chose that for my for uh, as a creative quote is that I have a great sense of humor, but I'm not a particularly funny person. Except that when I went to go write my first book in the Badass Parenting series, I decided that I was dealing with such dark topics that I was going to try to inject some gallows humor in there to lighten it up a little bit. And I can write funny as hell. <laughs> I can write funny. I can't be funny. I can't tell a joke to save my life, but I can write funny. And that was such a lovely discovery. And I only figured it out just a few years ago. And now that's part of my repertoire as an author is that I try to inject some humor into what I write, no matter what I'm writing, because that really draws people in. And it, and it adds that levity to dark topics that, that we need to keep from getting swallowed by the darkness. Absolutely. Point well taken. Yes. I like to tell people that I was uh, I did stand up for several years in New York, Natalie, not on the big stages, but I did debut at Caroline's Comedy Club. It was uh, I was taking I took a three week course in how to, how to write jokes and be a stand up comic from the Steve Rosenfeld American Comedy Institute. And they offered us a chance to debut on one of the three major or four major comedy club stages because Steve had relationships with the clubs. So I was one of eight or nine brand new comics on stage at Caroline's. We got our families and friends. It was a live audience and they had to pay to to get in. I, I brought a whole table full of family and friends and we had a professional comic bookends. We called them an opener and a closer. Everybody was scared out of their minds. Knees were knocking and everything. We got three minutes on stage with the blue light and everything. But I tell people now, Natalie, that I used to be funny standing up. Now I just try to be funny sitting down. So there you go. <laughs> but I, I had my own comedy troupe called Bonnie G and Du Bois, and we used to perform in Borders bookstores and in uh, public libraries. And in the Borders, we got paid some cash and gift certificates. So I had a, a partner. She wasn't very funny, but we partnered up on this comedy troupe and we would take the cash. It wasn't a lot. And then we would give gift certificates to our comedians and they would go shopping in the store. So they'd come home with CDs or with magazines or books. And they were thrilled because nobody paid them. Public libraries paid a little bit more, but we got thrown out of Borders once almost thrown out because one time so many people came to the show it was a memorial day over 200 people showed up with their own beach chairs because there was no no weren't enough chairs and we took over the cafe area of a major borders on long island it was promoted in newsday magazine newsday newsday newspaper it was huge people came by by the car load by the van load and they were so mad because they didn't sell coffee and cake that night in the cafe because everybody wanted to come and see the free comedy show <laughs> So we were blackballed, borders, all, and one of my comedians used the V word, you know, like a woman who hasn't yet, you know, a, a, like the Mary. And anyway, so we were we were told we were dirty comics and we couldn't come back. I had pneumonia that night, but it didn't really matter. So that was so I just try to be funny sitting. Yeah, it's quite a quite a ride. Now I just do it sitting up. 
That's it. Or sitting down. However, <laughs> Leslie, I'm Greg. I'm getting to you, my dear. Leslie, Leslie and I had to debate because when he was on the show a couple of months ago, he sent a quote from The Princess Bride, which is a little bit on the dark side. And I didn't want to go there. And I needed a new <laughs> quote. So we negotiated on text today. I had the audacity to text Leslie M. Greg at his phone number because I asked people for a cell number and I used it. And he said, yes, I'll come on the show. I said, you no quote. What? And he <clears throat> sent me a dark quote. And I said, no. Oh, you cracked me up, Leslie. So we picked together, as in I suggested, and he agreed. Let's go with that. In full disclaimer, a quote from The Princess Bride. Princess Bride, 1987 American fantasy adventure comedy film and uh, directed and co-produced by Rob Reiner. A wonderful cast of everybody adapted from William Goldman's 1973 novel. The story of a swashbuckling farmhand named Wesley with a T, accompanied by companions befriended along the way who must rescue his true love, Princess Buttercup. You're going to play Princess Buttercup, Natalie. From the odious Prince Humperdinck, Leslie's going to pay Humperdinck. The film presents itself as a book read by a grandfather to his sick son. I know. So here's the line. Vizzini, played by one of my favorite actors, Wallace Shawn. What a face, what a voice. He's in Young Sheldon, by the way, plays a scientist. Unbelievable. Inconceivable in Inigo Montoya, played by the phenomenal Mandy Tinkin, says, you keep using that word. I did not think it means what you think it means. That was the accent. <laughs> <laughs> I do not think it means what you think it means. I watched the clip today. So, Leslie, the quote we picked together is inconceivable. inconceivable. So re relate that to your creativity, please. Go ahead. Well, we thought it was inconceivable that CBS would call me. Uh, and and I, was, I was blown away. I really was. I remember the day I, I just... I walked into the office, there was a message, got the conversation completed. You need to help us get information on Tater Toss. I thought, well, CBS ought to be able to find information by themselves. Why do they need me? <laughs> <laughs> but that 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 is really the birth of where I am today. Okay. And was it, did you say to yourself, inconceivable? I'm thinking of Princess Bride. I mean, it, it, the, the idea, let me go to full screen here for all of us. The idea that, of course, CBS has resources, but they wanted you. Did you feel like you were instantly a star, Leslie? Did yes. you say, okay, say that, say that. Go ahead. What yes. was the reaction? I was instantly a star. Okay. And, and, uh, but it just, it's the birth of where I am today. And, and all my life, I've wondered, why, you know, you got the Hershey Foundation, you've got the Ronald McDonald House for hospitals, you've got all these iconic foods with big institutions, big uh, charitable organizations. And here's the iconic tater tot. By the way, two of the top 20 iconic foods, only two of the top 20 are actually trademark products, Oreo cookies and tater tots. Hmm. Everything else in the top 20 is not a trademark product. And so I couldn't understand how come nobody had the vision to bring tater tots from an iconic food to a force for good in the community to change our communities for the good of the community. And that's my mission at this point in my life. And at that time when CBS called you, if you knew you would be sitting here today talking all over the world, my show and others, you would have said, 
inconceivable. Inconceivable. (laughs) (laughs) I had to do that. Thank you very much. Okay, let's go to our creativity statements. Miss T, Natalie, I'm going to read. We decided on statement number three. I'll pick one for CJ and one for Leslie as well. So Miss T told me, she said, creativity is when you use a bunch of random skills at once to make something new. And here's where she gets personal. I've always wanted to be a writer. I also have an MS ed in mathematics and 10 years of teaching experience. I also love art. I love photography. I love coloring. I love traveling, which is how I came up with my destination workbooks as a way of mixing all my random interests into something productive for kids. Give us two or three minutes. Natalie, tell us a little bit more. Do you have a workbook there you could show us? I do. I do. Good. I'm putting you on speaker view. Go ahead. Hold it up steady. Yes. We want to make sure it's not on a green screen. There it is. Stop. 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 Perfect. Go ahead. We can see it. Yellowstone National Park. Now tell us. What is it? Amazing. So um, this is of Yellowstone National Park. Um, So I write these workbooks for kids. It engages students in math on maps of the world. So it brings in this element of travel and exploration in the world around us, but it's through Common Core math standards. So the Yellowstone workbook is actually sold at Yellowstone National Park. I'm so grateful for my park partners. Um, So that was sort of like my first big girl sale. That was really exciting. And then I also have um, Explore San Diego because I live in San Diego. So you can see the San Diego map Um, and that sells in toy stores. I sell to school districts. I go into the classroom as the pilot of the coordinate plane and kids do this workbook with me. Um, I also did a custom project for the Huron Clinton Metro Parks in uh, right outside of Detroit in Michigan. So traveling with sea is nationwide. And the cool thing about it is that since it's maps, um, the opportunity is really endless. So right now I've just been working on creating all of our maps of public lands um, and making them free for download on my website because I believe in equitable access to our lands. And I think that there's a lot of important work being done, but it's really hard to get that important work into the school system and into school districts because a lot of people don't realize like, hey, guess what? You're not going to get in with science standards because Science isn't taught in every single school district, but if you go in with the universal math standard, now we have something completely different. So um, really bringing in the world into classrooms through, I call them my math maps. And so with a math map, you can just do like a one page, create a map like the one I have. It's a fun little art project, or you can do a deeper dive into a destination with a full workbook. So like, my gosh, so hard to see, but it's there. We got it. Move it to your left. Move it to your right. Move it to your right. You all disappeared. disappeared. There you go. That's it. Learn locations. We got it. You're back. So with the full workbook, you can learn about all the different locations after you've made your map. So it's like a completely immersive program. Um, So yeah, I always had this vision of being a writer. I'm actually originally from New York and I had like, I know you said you were in the New York Comedy Club. So I assume we're both from similar areas, but I just kind of had this big like... I'm moving to the beach. I'm going to be a writer. And I was like teaching math in the South Bronx. So it was a really big shift. Um, and then I went for my MFA and, um, you know, I had thought I was going to be a novelist, but it's like, you know what? I can mix all of these weird things that I know how to do, including my tap dancing skills and like, you know, completely support myself by having a tutoring center in a dance studio as I become a writer, but I'm writing math workbooks. It's just like a lot of random things, but um, I think that's where the magic happens. And um, especially as a teacher, I think that fostering that creativity and like 
thinking outside of the box um, is really important. And actually, I don't know if you if you can see because of my green screen, but I do want to show you something crazy. Yeah. I have this book that I wrote in second grade just because I'm at my office and my mom gave this to me. And inside it, this is like the craziest thing. It has like little illustrations and like a talkie bubble. This, mm-hmm. is, this is little Miss T, little Natalie in second grade. And I didn't even know about that book. But then here I have the same writer's voice like over 20 years later with the talkie bubbles. And it's just so crazy how that's something that was in me as a kid, right? Just like writing little talkie bubbles, little comics and whatever, and just kind of like turning it into something else. Natalie, who are you? (laughs) (laughs) To whom are we speaking? Are you really a 60-year-old masquerading as Natalie Taboul, the the 18-year-old? I don't get it. Two questions for you and take this as flattering please number yeah. one do you, number one do you ever sleep uh no i really don't okay i can relate but, to that and number yeah. two what do you have for breakfast on a normal day oh my gosh i would love to tell you so i i love a good brunch so i wake up and i make a coffee and then i go for a little morning walk to like get excited for the day and then i make two eggs either over easy or soft boiled and then a nice piece of sourdough with avocado and i mash it up i make a little avocado toast with eggs oh California. my goodness i have never had an answer like that in any of my radio shows one of my favorite breakfasts oh my goodness avocado toast i got to start making that next time i go to the grocery store thank you very much natalie you have continued to wow us just absolutely and i'm going to challenge you on something you said random yeah. things you put all together i don't think they're random at all i think your creativity is like a wheel a bicycle wheel and all the spokes are connecting all the things you love to do and that wheel is going around there's your traveling traveling theme that wheel is going around every time you find something else you like to do it becomes another spoke connected to the hub of who natalie Tabul is how do you like that i love that good thank you very much i made it up (laughs) i try to be funny and creative on the show as well there you go thank you very much cj i'm looking uh let's go to statement number two i'm going to read it for you not to worry you say have you ever seen an ad for an invention on tv or a new book that comes out and you thought to yourself hey i thought of that first well this is cj speaking i believe that ideas leap into their mind our minds unbidden And if we choose to follow a particular thread, Natalie can relate to this, we get a work of art of some kind. If you choose not to follow that thread, it will leap into someone else's mind. Ideas, creativity want to be used. All we have to do, find creative ideas, is to be open to them. I have never heard it positioned that way. CJ, Leslie loves it. He's got a big thumb up for you. (laughs) CJ, take your three minutes. Tell us how you came up with this. Go ahead. There's a book by Elizabeth Gilbert who wrote Eat, Pray, Love called Big Magic about the, the realm of ideas. And that goes all the way back to Plato when he talked about the, the, the realm of ideas, which are the perfect the perfect representations of, of anything from a table to wisdom. And so I get, I get so many downloads. I mean, I'll wake up at three o'clock in the morning. I keep a notebook on my bed and I'll write down the craziest ideas that I get. I get them constantly. And the more open I am to them, the more ideas come. And in the olden days, when I was younger, I would try to chase all those rabbits. And my son bought me a clock about 20 years ago. It said, if you chase two rabbits, both will be lost. And that was my big clue that I had to stop chasing 20 different rabbits at the same time and focus on one thing at a time. 
which is very difficult for me because these ideas do come unbidden. But I have learned that if I don't latch onto an idea and then follow through with it, somebody else will come up with it. And I'm not responsible for doing everything in the world. Other people will make it happen. But the ideas that I do follow through on are very precious to me. And I choose the ones now that will have the biggest impact and leave the biggest, make the biggest ripples for other people. And it's very exciting to be in this place where I can download and then and then create and turn it out to the world for them to take advantage of. Wow. 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 Impressive. Thank you. Thank I, you. I never thought that when you say, I wish I had thought of that or I could have or I, yeah, never thought that those ideas are circling around. They're floating somewhere in the, in the uh, brain ecstasphere or whatever, or excitosphere, I'll call it. And they're just there to be grabbed. Isn't it interesting? Yeah. The collective unconscious. I mean, it's all there in the realm of dreams and collective unconscious. I mean, it, it exists. We don't know. We know less about the collective unconscious, which rules everything we do than we do about the, the surface of the moon for heaven's sakes. There you go. Leslie, you ever think that somebody else might have invented tater tots if your ancestors? I'm, only <laughs> I'm sure somebody would have done that. <laughs> I don't think so. Let's move to Leslie. I like statement number three. It is a little bit different here. Natalie, as you can see, I'm picking and choosing statements that are different from each of you. So we're not covering the same exact thoughts. Leslie says, I believe in the power of journaling to foster creativity. I've used journaling to overcome the walls, in quotes, of life's journey. Leslie, tell us about your journals. Are, are, are they, do they exist? Are they hard copy? Are they digital? What are they? Hard copy. Okay. I started journaling when I was about 17 years old. And, uh, and, and I've gone through phases of dedication and then not writing for a while. And then in Actually, about 2017, I attended a, a, a workshop with a gentleman in Salt Lake City. His name is um, Kurt Duncan. And he opened me up to another dimension of journaling. He showed us a copy of, his, of, a, of a journal entry that he wrote when he was struggling as a young married guy, fighting bankruptcy and trying to save his marriage in the early 20s to where he's now running a million dollar business at the age of 45. And he wrote down, my dream is to run a million dollar business. And law so of attraction, he, Leslie, people say that's the law of attraction, law of attraction. right? With the he pictures of what eyes, you want. Go ahead. He opened my eyes to the idea that, that uh, we're on this earth to accomplish good. And, and I really have a, a, a deep rooted divine, a deep rooted belief in the divinity of our purpose in life and and our higher power will lead us when we decide we want to do good he will lead us to help accomplish the good that we're that we're designed to accomplish and journaling to me is is that opening of that that conduit to get that that direction that that the divine person wants me to follow interesting I tried journaling years ago when I was going through a, a sad phase. Let's just say I was going through some depression and I found some of those journals years later and I didn't want to read them because <laughs> that was at that moment that served its purpose of getting it out. But I didn't want to revisit that time. So I put I don't even know where they are now. It also I've, helps us also helps us to uh, get rid of all the bad negative garbage we carry around in our bodies and in our minds. 
There you go. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Thank you very much. Thank you all for the creativity statements. We've got eight minutes left and I want to have some some more fun, but a different kind of fun. Uh, Leslie has done this with me and CJ has done this, but Natalie's new to this. I have some celebrity birthdays here who are celebrating today and we're going to celebrate them. And then I've got three people on social media who you've never heard of any of them. I'm positive, but I'll tell you why we're going to wish them happy birthday. And then some today in uh, in music history, I've got some good ones. Okay, so let's quickly go through. Keith Richards, <gasps> he and Mick Jagger founded the Rolling Stones in 1962, the longest performing rock band in history. I can't get no satisfaction. CJ, careful there, was named the second greatest song of all time by Rolling Stone. Did you know that his father discouraged him from a music career, but his grandfather, who was a big band jazz man, Man, cultivated Keith Richards' desire to play the guitar. Interesting. And in the movie, Jack Sparrow, in, in the, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, Johnny Depp used Keith Richards' mannerisms, voice, and personality to create the Jack Sparrow character. How old does anybody think the Keith Richards is today? Take a guess. Older 80. 80, 80, got it, got it. Okay, we got happy birthday, Keith Richard and Steven Spielberg. Oh my goodness, he's not far behind. How many blockbuster movies? E.T., Jurassic Park, Academy Award for Best Director for Schindler's List, Saving Private Ryan, blah, blah, blah. He just, uh, by the way, when he was, before he was famous, he charged, Natalie, you'll love this, he charged his family and friends to watch the eight millimeter films he made when he was growing up. He charged the money to watch his movies. His 1968 short film, film Amblin, inspired his future production company, Amblin Entertainment. I didn't know that. He's 77. Lucky numbers. Happy birthday, Steven Spielberg. How about Brad Pitt? Are we getting any better now? My goodness. 60 today. Moneyball. Fight Club. Curious Case of Benjamin Button. World War Z. Inglorious Bastards. Oh, my goodness gracious. Played Rusty Ryan in the Ocean. Ocean's Eleven Trilogy. Oscar for Best Supporting Actor in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Hollywood. Well, he split with Jennifer Aston, Aniston after five years of marriage. He married Angelina, and then she filed divorce. I don't know what he's doing now, but he might be available. Natalie, so sit still. We'll find out. He's sixty. Christina, a little off you. Christina Aguilera, one of my favorites. Forty-three. She's growing up. Pop star recognition for Genie in a Bottle. Genie in a Bottle. I remember it. Number one on the Billboard Hot 100 certified platinum. Other songs dirty and come on over, baby. All I want is you. She sang the Star Spangled Banner at the Pittsburgh Professional Sports Events. She was a contestant on Star Search. I forgot that. She was a coach, we know, on The Voice. She appeared in the musical film Burlesque. I saw that. Did you know that Christina Aguilera was in the Mickey Mouse Club with Britney Spears, Ryan Gosling, and Justin Timberlake? Oh my goodness, she's 43. And one more famous birthday billy irish eilish 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 not eyelash eilish she's 22 today billy her real name is billy eilish pirate baird o'connell did anybody know that she's an american electro pop artist with the 2016 song ocean eye she released an ep don't smile at me her debut album march 20 2019 she won five grammys in 2020 two grammys in 2021 three mtv music award videos 2019 including best new artist and she has a dog named shark i'm sure you wanted to know that and she's been a vegan since she was 12 Okay, and Bad Guys became the her first number one hit in the U.S. So happy birthday, Billie Eilish, 22. Here we go. YouTube, today, there's a, a, a young lady named Delaza Nalia, D-E-L-A-Y, like Delazia, N-A-Y-L-E-A. She's 19. Uh, she said, uh, she has a video called, I Gave My Sister the Girl Talk. It's a funny video she posted a few years ago. You ready for this, Natalie? You ready? She only has 3.6 million views. 
Only wow. 3.6 million. She's popular for her school haul. I don't know what that means. Video, vlog, lifestyle vlogging, fashion try-ons, and challenges with tags. I have no idea what that is. Happy birthday, Deleza. Then we have a, uh, I don't know if this is a boy or a man or a, Skyla, S-K-I-L-A-H, Heard, on TikTok, 21, digital creator of dance, comedy, and trends, uses text to discuss ro- relatable romantic problems and situations. And this person is 21 and they only have 1.4 million fans how close are you to that leslie are you close to the 1.4 million or the 3.6 you don't have to answer now and then on insta (laughs) we have some a man named supreme patty p-a-t-t-y it's a guy he's 26 today he's a comedian in entertainment who posts short sketches he's been known for wearing a red supreme brand headband i don't even know what that is he only has you ready leslie this is the winner today Supreme Patty only has 4.6 million followers. So how close are we all? Are we all close to that? I always say, Natalie, on the show, I'm doing the wrong thing in life. I, I really am. We have some events in music history. Some of you will be too young for this. In 1944, on this day, Frank Sinatra landed his first big acting role, playing himself in the RKO movie, Higher and Higher. He sings five songs, including the Oscar-nominated I Couldn't Sleep a Wink Last Night, 1944. Sam Cooke, 1961, recorded Twist in the Night Away. Late great. In 1963, the Beatles... I Want to Hold Your Hand, replaced She Loves You, yeah, at number one on the UK chart. And Keith Richards, on his 19, on his 38th birthday in 1981, he's playing with the Rolling Stones at a show in Virginia when a fan rushed the stage. Keith Richards saw him coming and hit him with his guitar. Security came in, and Richard strapped his guitar back on, and he just kept right on playing. <laughs> in 1981, the same day, Rod Stewart's concert at the Forum in L.A. is broadcast by a satellite to an audience estimated at 35 million people. Tina Turner went on stage with Rod Stewart for what else? She sang Hot Legs. Let me see if I have one more here. Uh, Paul McCartney in 2020 released McCartney Three Roman numeral three. He plays all the instruments, writes all the songs. He did all the prequels in Mark Cartney in 70 and in 80. And on this day in 2016, Fifth Harmony announced Camila Cabello left the group. They kept on as a quartet and they kept the name and she did her own. Anybody remember Havana? I love the song Havana. I used to dance a lot of Latin and that's absolutely wonderful. Today's December 18th. It's answer the telephone like Buddy the Elf Day. Okay, you all know how to do that. Bake Cookies Day. I baked a kugel, not cookies. It's Crime Junkie Day. It's Deborah Day. You know anybody named Deborah? Say hello. Not a birthday. Jeremy Day. It's Twin Day. And I hate to tell you, but it's wear a plunger on your head day. I seriously, uh, it's the month of giving national cat lovers month, national tie month and national volunteers month. I have 10 seconds for each of you to give a website and then we have to close. CJ, what's your website? Fast. New website. It's www.thebadassgrandma.com. G-R-A-N-D-M-A. Thank you. Natalie, website. www.travelingmisst.com. Follow on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Traveling Miss T. Thank you, love. Leslie, website. GregTatotot.com. G-R-I-G-G-T-A-T-E-R-T-O-T.com. Thank you. Here we go. Ray, listen up. Life is short. Don't go away. We'll talk afterwards. Life is short. Break the rules. Don't we all? Forgive quickly. Well, maybe. Kiss slowly. 
definitely only way to go. You'll learn, Natalie. Love truly. Laugh uncontrollably. Everybody join me with a two-second laugh. One, two, three. (laughs) (laughs) And never, ever, ever regret anything that made you smile. Final words. Work like you don't need the money because nobody else really cares. Dance like nobody's watching. When I was teaching disco in high heels on a Formica tabletop in a cafeteria in Eugene, Oregon, in front of 250 students, they wanted to see if I fell and I never fell. Sing like nobody's listening. I only sang a little love like you'd never been hurt. Let your heart regrow, regenerate. Love will come back. We all get hurt. Money talks, chocolate sings. And last but not least, I stole this line from somebody years ago. Thank you for turning me on. Everybody wave goodbye. Bye, LinkedIn. (laughs) Bye, Facebook. Don't go away. Jordan, are we out? Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host aka Radio Red again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool creative week.